everyone, grace and peace to you all from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And I mean that, grace to you and peace from the one who has an abundance of both. Today is Monday, June 29th, and this is week 15 of Shelter in Place, episode 75. And I remember when we first began these daily podcasts, I remember when we first began Shelter in Place, I thought these whole this whole thing would last two weeks max. I remember being really excited about the newness of Shelter in Place. Of course, that was before the massive job loss and the death tolls that this pandemic has taken on our globe and society. Now, right in the middle of a pandemic, we have this racial outrage that has left no company or institution untouched, and we might find ourselves right now exhausted and yet bracing for another storm, the storm of a possible recession and, of course, an election cycle. I remember about a year ago, I went to a lecture given by Ta-Nehisi Coates, the author of the New York Times bestseller, Between the World and Me. At the end of the lecture, he was doing a Q&A, and someone stood up and said that they were quite surprised that it being Indigenous Peoples Day, that nothing was said about that. Coates apologized and then recognized Indigenous Peoples Day, and then he said something I'll never forget. He said, I'm sorry. My expertise is in black studies, and my book is on the black experience. Then he said, see, I'm not a pastor where I have to know everything about everything. I almost fell out of my chair. Instead, I buried my head into Kevin Cook's shoulder, pastor, another pastor in Eldritch Reality, and I almost cried. See, this is the thing. Pastors are expected to know everything about everything. When pastors aren't leading the way, we think they should, and whatever topic is trending on Twitter, people call them out. When pastors try to share their opinion or their wisdom about a specific topic and it doesn't line up to what that person believes or thinks about that topic, people call them out just the same, or they just simply leave the church. Now, I'm not complaining. I'm trying to get to the fact that this pastor, me, I'm exhausted. Most pastors I know are exhausted. Shoot, most people I know are exhausted as well. We are all exhausted, and what we need from one another right now is blessing. We need the blessing of one another in a culture of new shame, cancel culture, and call-out culture. We don't change into who we must become through shame and cancel and call-outs. We change to become who we are meant to be through blessing. Think about Jesus' baptism. Matthew chapter 3. At 30 years old, Jesus begins his public ministry by being baptized, and the way his baptism is described in the Gospels is the prototype of all blessing. Jesus goes to the Jordan River to be baptized by John the Baptist. John immerses him in the river, and as Jesus' head breaks the waters, the heavens open, and God's voice is heard to say, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. A really good translation of this is, This is my blessed child. In him I take delight. And the thing, the thing about this blessing from the Father is kind of like the blessing he gave to his created world at the very beginning, Genesis 1 and 2. Jesus was blessed before he did anything. Before he healed anyone, 
before he resisted Satan, before he had been crucified or resurrected. You are my son. I bless you. I take delight in you. Scholars of this passage alert us to the underlying image inside this text, that as Jesus's head breaks the waters, it is clearly an image of birth. And this highlights how significant this event in his life was. He is truly being reborn through his father's blessing. And anthropologists tell us that there are three components to a blessing. To bless someone is to see and like that person, speak well of him or her, and to give away some of your life so that he or she might have more life. Think about that. Blessing starts by being seen, not in a judgmental way, but in a welcoming way. When you walk into like a public gathering, remember those, or like a a party or a park or whatever we're doing these days, we all walk in hoping and wishing for blessing, for someone to see us and to welcome us and to say to us, I am glad you are here. I remember one time, Ashley and I and a group of friends were eating at a restaurant in San Francisco called Wayfair Tavern. It's Tyler Florence's restaurant. He's a Food Network chef star or whatever. I don't know what you call him. And he walks into the room where we're eating. He gets around the table and he said, I heard you guys were here. I wanted to come in and say hi and thank you for dining with us. And then after you're done eating, please come down to the kitchen and say bye. I remember we all lit up like the chef the, the, the like TV star chef said, literally, I heard you guys were here. I don't even know what that means, but it made us feel so blessed. I remember at the end, we go down and take a picture and, and the kitchen. And I don't think I've ever seen Ashley smile that big in my life, not even at our wedding. I have a picture of it and I, I bring it up often and she laughs. Not only is blessing tied to being seen, but it's tied to being liked and spoken well of, meaning... You want to be around that person. It's like, I'm so glad you're here. This one might be better understood as at looking at its opposite. What does it look like to curse someone? Cursing is not cussing. Cursing is saying, I wish you weren't here. I hate your presence. I wish you'd go away. But blessing is the opposite. I love your presence. I want you near. I like you. The last component to blessing is to give away some of your life so that that person can have more life. And I think this, these components of blessing, these components of blessing of seeing each other, blessing each other's presence, speaking well of each other, and giving away our life so that others can have more life is what we should be working on for the rest of the summer should be a project that we have going, a, almost like a game that we have going in the back of our mind all the time. How can we bless? When we go into the grocery store, how can we bless? When we get online, how can we bless? When we get around people at the park, how can we bless? When we're trying to practice social intimacy after all the social distancing, how can we bless? I want to read Ephesians 1, 3 through 14 over you as we end. And by the way, we're going to be taking a break from this podcast for at least a month. 
we're taking all of July off. I'm taking most of July off to rest, um, to reconnect with um, my family and my soul, and most importantly, with God. And we're letting the podcast do the same thing. We're just going to let it rest for a month, the month of July. And in that, we're going to be looking at what it looks like if we come back to it the daily in August or not. We might look at a different iteration. Um, I hope that this podcast through the last three months, I think, or three and a half months, four months, um, really blessed you was a presence for you that reminded you of God's presence that maybe you just needed a uh, a friendly voice coming from your church or a church that you love to listen to and be a part of from a distance uh, to give you some bearing into uh, God's reality for the day. And I think there is no better way to end this than a short meditation on Ephesians 1. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. We have it all in Christ, everyone. Everything that we need, everything that we are, we are in Christ. May we believe that in one another, May we call that out in each other. May we bless each other into who we are meant to be in Christ, who we are called to be in Christ, and who we are in reality in Christ. May we see it, call it out, and bless it. Bless it out in one another. Peace be with you.